This was in 1988. It was passed by Ronald Reagan. Thank you very much. And in 2018 became the 30th anniversary. So we're into 34 years now. Welcome to the Business and Pleasure of Flowers. We're your hosts, Fonda Fever And Lori Wilson. And we believe that business and fun are a perfect combination. Kind of like us, Wanda. <laughs> happy day after 4th of July, Lori. Yes, yes. Happy day after 4th of July. I want to share with you my, my morning plight, okay. um, if you will. So... You know how I always, I have a smoothie every morning, you know, yes. usually mm-hmm. anywhere between nine and 10 ish. Well, I went in to get my morning, make my morning smoothie and forgot I was out on my soy milk. Uh-oh. We had no milk type beverage in the refrigerator, but I had already put my fruit in the blender. So because I am very adaptable and flexible, you know, it's part of my personality. I went to my pantry to figure out what I could use. And I remembered I had a can of coconut milk. I know you hate coconut, but hear me out. Okay. I have the most delicious smoothie right now. And I'm so excited. I don't know that I'll ever go back to the other stuff. Well, I'm glad to hear that. You know what I would have substituted the milk product for? What? Ice cream. Oh my gosh, that's a good idea. That's why I'm like, hey, I got some ice cream in the fridge. Well, I would go with that. Is I I ate all the ice cream. (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. And I know it's not healthy. It's not. Well, I mean, it it doesn't matter. matter. It was just that would that would have been really good. To add and but I was like out of yogurt. I was out of. I really do like um, adding like I buy the full fat because I'm just that kind of person. The full fat Greek yogurt. Mm-hmm. I usually add that. It's time to go to the grocery store. Yes, it is. You better go. Yeah. So, but anyway, just wanted to pass that along. I'm loving my coconut, and the reason I have the coconut stuff is because when you and Ellie and I did that whole thirty yes. a long time ago, a long time ago. Ellie and I would use it because, you, again, you don't like coconut as creamer for oh, our yeah. coffee. Remember that? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so who knows? How, maybe I poisoned myself. I don't know how old that can be. I don't know, but it's, you're, <laughs> you, you're going to love it going down if you do. Really, it might not be fun coming up, but it's good going down. So. Well, today, since it's the day after the 4th of July, since this is launching, we thought it would be really great to talk about how grateful we are for our freedoms. And, you know, when I look at the first one for Independence Day is that we just have to be thankful for all of those who've served, fought and died to preserve our nation. And those who are serving now, the men and women yeah. who are really oh, putting their life on the line for yeah, us. Exactly. Just, just very no, it is. And, you know, my dad was, um, he was a paratrooper Ooh. in the army. And my uncle, he was in the army reserve. He was in the army and then he went to college, but then he stayed in the reserve. Anyway, my point in telling you this is when you were telling me, Hey, we should talk about, you know, freedom and the land of the free home of the brave. I remember vividly, 
um, desert storm because my Mm -hmm. uncle had to go. But what I remember is I was in college. I remember writing him letters (laughs) and asking him if he had, there were any cute boys there. That was my, I was really 19, you know, and I really didn't understand exactly what they were going. Cause again, that was before social media, Vonda and cell phones and all of those things. So, you know, now it's instantaneous. Like people can go live over there and you can see what's happening in the Ukraine or wherever we are. But that's mm-hmm. when you said what we were doing today, that's the first thing that popped up. Cause I was like, Ooh, who doesn't love a guy in a uniform? You know, anyway, it was funny. It was very funny. But then I also remember being there when they landed, when they were coming home. Mm -hmm. And this was a year later, I was actually dating the man I married. So I didn't find, but I remember what a big deal that was. It is a big deal here at our airport because I'm, Close to three Air Force bases. Mm-hmm. And it brings me to tears when I get off the plane because every time. there are, yeah, every time there yeah. are, you know, soldiers with me, whether it's Eglin Air Force Base, it's um, Herbert Field or what's our, the Duke Field. So it's mm-hmm. all of those. And then their families are coming to greet them when they come home. And I just, mm-hmm. there's signs and their flags and it's, it's just a like, big, oh, yeah. Gosh. It's one of those things you just say, thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think we, we probably don't even say it enough. It's, we say it on this day and then we say it on Memorial Day to honor the, the fallen. Um, we need to we need to remember. We, we actually remember them in our prayers every day, you know, yeah. women and women. I think it's because we're so close to it and we see. Yeah. It. Yeah. I mean, I've been at your house and I'm like, what's going on in the air? Like, oh. Military yeah. base over there. Maneuvers going on. Yeah. Maneuvers. So, but it is actually very cool. It is. Yeah. So very thankful for that. And then interesting that I looked online to see, okay, what are some of the freedoms that people were celebrating, you know, recently? And there was something that said in 2021, Americans actually felt they lost a lot of their freedom due to the lockdowns in COVID and the regulations that were happening. So it was almost a negative last year at this time. But the flip side of that, that said, yet others found new freedoms because they were starting new careers. They were starting new businesses. They were embracing a more fulfilling lifestyle. Yeah. So it was like one side was saying, Oh, I'm so locked down. I'm not happy. Mm -hmm. I don't feel free. And the others are like, this is so freeing. So, yeah. Well, I think, and I feel like we did a pod, couple podcasts on this at the beginning of the par- pandemic um, because we were hearing from a lot of our members, business owners, um, and Flower Click like panic because they're not free to stay open or they can't have employees, you know, all of these things. But Sometimes that's not always a bad thing because we all, including you as an owner of Flower we had to pause a minute, right? Right. And we've never really been forced to pause in your business and, and maybe rethink strategy or rethink, do I love this? Or did I get into this accident? Like, what is it? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's <clears throat> in in our industry, at least. 
we saw shop flower shops close down because of the pandemic and flower shops thrive because of it. And I think it's not that those business owners that closed down were bad. They just paused and maybe realized, oh, this is not. They took their freedom, right? Exactly. They said, wait, I'm free to close my business if I want. I'm free to continue to build and thrive. So again, could come down to that freedom that, because Absolutely. And, and I think we don't allow ourselves and some people don't allow themselves to pause. Um, but we just we have a shop owner recently who has decided to just close down just because she realized when she really thought through it, she's like, this is more of a burden than a joy and a passion. Right. Mm-hmm. She kind of inherited the business, which is great, but she, she didn't find joy in it. And I think you have the freedom to close down when you own your own business and move on no matter how old you are, right? You can always try something new. That's the beauty, right? Yeah. That's the beauty as an American in the United States of America, we can start new businesses. And Mm -hmm. when we were looking this up, I mean, we were like, okay, so let's look at women. We're an all woman business, Lori. And yeah. we looked back and it was like, it was in 1920 that women were given the right to vote. I know. Well, it's shocking. And what shocks me more is 30 years ago, Vonda, you would not have been able to get a loan to start a business. I know. Without a man. A man! <laughs> Just to co-sign alone. I mean, you were digging into this and we were both just like jaw dropping because it was like 1988. I mean, you think of that. I was in college. Yeah. No, it's, it's crazy. And the more I was reading about this, so let me me give a little backstory. What was it? Yeah. Um, So a lot of people don't believe it because it's hard. It is a hard fact to believe. Um, There were no laws specifically prohibiting loans to women entrepreneurs, but, but the fact showed that business loans were just not issued. So there was no law, but it was like an unwritten rule, right? You go in and you try to get a loan. They're like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to do it unless you can your husband or can your father or can one instance, a woman had to have her 17 year old son co-sign along, right? Mm -hmm. Which just blows my mind thinking of when my son was 17, both either of them. No way. So it wasn't until 1988 that began that people began to take notice that women business owners couldn't contribute to the economic growth of the United States. As a result, the study and ultimately new laws were drafted and enabled women to receive loans for new businesses that they wanted to finance. So this was in 1988. It was passed by Ronald Reagan. Thank you very much. And in 2018 became the 30th anniversary. So we're into 34 years now. 
Um, it is HR 5050, the Women's Business Ownership Act of 1988. They refer to it as WBOA. <clears throat> this was an act. It was introduced by a man named John LaFalse, which was a former New York congressman. He was trying to help with the success of women business owners. The passing of this act recognized how women could change the entrepreneurial landscape and allowed women for the very first time to take out business loans. This is the first legislation that recognizes the importance of female entrepreneurs to our nation's economy. Wow. Wow. And it was only 30 years ago, Vonda. Yeah. Wow. It's just crazy. So it goes on to say prior to that, you had to have a male relative when this went to Congress, they had women testify about like, um, I had to have my 17 year old son. The one that just burned me was even when it passed at the beginning, a woman went to get a loan from a bank and the banker before she even went into thing, patted her on the head. <sighs> Can you imagine if no. that was an Ellie LaFever? Think about Ellie, if someone patting her on the oh, head and saying, we don't give loans to women. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, as a precursor to it, a study was conducted that involved multiple agencies to determine the state of affairs for women as business entrepreneurs. The study included findings such as women seeking to start a business must meet a high. So this was 10 years later. They did a study okay. on how's it going? How's it? How are they contributing to the economy? It included that. In order to start a business, women must meet a higher standard of personal net worth and offer greater security than men to obtain even smaller loans. So an example of this was a woman. She was a nurse. She had 20 years background as a nurse. She wanted to open a nursing home, which I love. I love the heart in this person, in this woman. She was advised by a bank she needed 25% down and a gentleman co-signer still, okay? Um, Nine months later, she was given the loan, but only obtaining it from the United States Small Business Administration. Thank God for the SBA, right? Right. They're they're huge advocates. They are. At that same time, she was attempting to get a loan for this. A, a male counterpart, another a nurse, he had like half the years of experience. So he's, let's say he's been nursing for 10 years. He wanted the same thing. The world of work is broken. Turnover, burnout, disengagement. You know these problems put a strain on your business and workplace culture, but how do you fix them? I'm Tim, the host of the People Managing People podcast, and we're laser-focused on learning how to build a better world of work. Every episode, you will hear real-life examples and stories from a range of guests, including best-selling authors, founders, and workplace culture leaders, and learn how you can create happy, healthy, and productive workplaces. This podcast is relatable, practical, and entertaining. Subscribe to the People Managing People podcast today to start building a better world of work. He got his within six weeks. He only had to put 10% down and he had no cosigner 
Of course, he was a man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I mean, you know, you and I were talking a little bit about this before we hit the record button, but what I keep, I keep going back to my, because again, 30 years is not very long ago. And what makes me sad, not sad, but thinking I was so unaware that this was a thing. Like in my memory of childhood, the dynamic between my parents is so very different than yours. We've we've chatted about because my parents were both teachers. Well, my dad was an administrator. My mom was a teacher. But I remember my mom having, my dad would have to, his name was on the credit card. She was allowed a credit card, but she didn't have her name on it. Um, and I just remember growing up no, thinking, oh, okay, so men are in charge of money. Women are just spend it. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I don't know. And I didn't know it was right or wrong. It's just how it was. That was your model. That was my model. That was my business model. And, you know, it's interesting because you go, I that's kind of who I assumed the, the man I married. Oh, he does money. I do all this. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, mm-hmm. but I didn't know it was because my mom couldn't get a loan for the house. But that's so interesting because it's so different than my parents. Right. 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 My mom and dad were entrepreneurs. and. I guess, you know, dad must have signed all the paperwork, but my mom did all the finances. She was the one. She was the bookkeeper. She wrote the checks. She took care of payroll. She took care of my dad. She took care of our finances. She signed checks. Both names were on the checking account. So I truly was clueless. I mean, because you think this was 30 years ago. Yeah. I mean, I was 20 years old, 30 years old when this happened. Yeah. That's crazy. It is crazy. And I would love to know, because, um, you know, we have a lot of flower shop owner, women owners that have, oh, I've had it for 40 years. I yes. I would love to sit down with them and hear their story. Yeah. Like, no. mm. do you both own it or did you, do you remember this? Because it wasn't that long ago. No. How long ago did you own flowers, et cetera? 1990. Okay. Okay. We went in business 1990 is when we. Yeah. But yeah. It, was, it was a partnership. So Bud and I own that together. Yeah. So he was on there. So it was not ever. Wasn't ever a problem, but I don't ever remember that anything with my parents. And I think it was because they owned the business together. So there was no question. She, mom would sign, dad would sign. So they were both. On yeah. So yeah. At the time, you know, there was a male signature. Yeah. And, my mother never made a big deal about it. Like, That's what I think we didn't know what we didn't know. But right? what I mean is I don't think your parents felt it or my parents. No, that's right. Discrimination against No, women. they didn't know that's what it was. But from my mom's perspective, especially because she, you know, I would think if she was a small business owner, you know, and that she might be a little more in tune with the law, but. She was a kindergarten teacher, you know, and she just, um, anyway, so the hearings back then, 1988 and days and days of evidence, which I was like, I was just saying the two people that talk, 
about the support for greater equality for women in business and support for women entrepreneurs seeking to open a business, obtain loans, lease equipment, just rent a space like they had to co-sign. The hearings, which were the most extensive ever held by Congress. And keep in mind, this was a partisan if they both sides were in agreement. So that's a good thing. We're not right. talking politics here because both sides recognize this is a thing, uh-huh. uh, but it's the most extensive ever held by Congress on women owned businesses. Um, ultimately they were, they called it the rise of women entrepreneurs. The conclusion of this was women owned businesses may well provide the cutting edge and the American advantage in the worldwide economic competitiveness. So again, 4th of July, thank you for our freedoms. We, you, make up a high, a pretty good percentage of women business owners. Um, They projected back then that from owning less than 5% of the nation's business prior to the 1970s. And that 5%, I want to remind you, or just let you know, was typically inherited sure. from parents. Or so, so yes, Absolutely. you own it, but somebody else is still on the loan. Like somebody, or, it's you know. not, or there's not a loan. Right, right, exactly. There's no loan. You oh, inherited the business, right? right. Mm-hmm. Uh, from owning less than 5% of the nation's business prior to the 1970s, Women now have come to own approximately 30% of American businesses. This is in 1988. They are starting businesses at over twice the rate of men and could well own and operate 50% of the nation's businesses by the year 2000, which that was 22 <laughs> years ago. But I think that's interesting because he goes on, the, the judge goes on to say it's impossible to overestimate the social and economic importance of this new economic reality. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we did look it up. And in 2021, um, women business owners were at 31%. So, you know, it's a strong, it's a strong number. It's, it's not what they projected, but we do know that the power of women in businesses. Right. And then what I do love, you know, it says, thankfully, the report was bipartisan. The report documents acknowledge great progress. It also recognized significant barriers that went, remained for women achieving full and equal status in the American economy. And that, you know, went on to go with more rights, women's rights. Oh, sure. Right, 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 right. Anyway, it was... It was very eye-opening that you It was very eye-opening. This last little part, she was a... Her name's Esther Shapiro. She was speaking as a witness as to why women need this. She said, women, by virtue of their management of the family, like your mom, household budget and moral values of the home were already halfway to becoming good business managers. They just need an organized training program to help them market their ideas, their products and skills, and to deal with cost structures, cash flows, and the complexities of business life. Hmm. Interesting. It's very interesting because I, I don't think, I think a lot of women have that part too. Right. No, <laughs> you did. Now they do. But again, then, that's right. What, not, had right. never been given the opportunity. Mm-hmm. It was right. something that you would look at. Yeah. Yeah. 
So anyway, it goes on and on and on. And there were, of course, clauses in there. Um, banks did push back like, OK, you can pass it, but we're still not going to do it. And of course, thank God that has changed. Mm-hmm. Well, it so, changed also because more women went into banking at the time. There were exactly. Bankers, yes. And the women yeah. were the cashiers. I remember mm-hmm. that, you know, mm-hmm. the positions that were held that had any kind of merit to them. Were right. Men. And so right. as women were allowed to yeah. have those type of positions or were hired into those positions, then. Yeah, it does go on to say, you know, of course, 30 years to now, there has been progress. Um, but all business owners, irrespective of gender, know that having some sufficient money to grow your business when necessary uh, is very necessary. Um, when you're hiring, when you're marketing, when you're gaining further investor interest, all of that stuff, right, takes money for overall growth. of the. While women are getting loans without co-signers, there is still disparity in the amount they get. Um, thankfully, in the last 30 years, there's starting to be more of a paradigm shift for that. So anyway, uh, you know, I think as with anything, there's always room to grow. Um, but I, for one, am incredibly grateful that our government, which I know people love or hate, but our government in 1988 passed that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we, especially as a floral industry, because there are so many women entrepreneurs in our field. And yeah. so just having that has just been something that's accelerated that even more. Exactly. Exactly, Vonda. Well, this has been great. This is part of, you know, we talk about the business and pleasure of flowers. And we thought this was going to be more pleasure, but I think it's kind of business structure. Yeah, there's a lot of business in that one. There's a lot of business. Sure. It's, it's, I think the bottom line is, yes, the day after 4th of July, we are just a reminder, number one, about our freedoms and just be grateful, right? That People are out there advocating for for women and children and just all of this stuff. Yeah, we, you know, we, we just all have to be thankful. Just like you and I both do, we wake up every day being grateful for yeah. something like you know? coconut milk. I am grateful I had coconut milk this morning. So, all right, Vonda. Before we leave, I have to ask, what's inspiring you? I'm still inspired that at this time when people are listening, I will be at AIFD Symposium with my floral family. So I'm super yeah. excited. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm inspired by pretty much that same thing. That's, that's my motivating factor because I want to be there and I want to see everybody. I'm already seeing, you know, on social media, uh, everybody who's going. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to see them or I can't wait to see them. And it's it's going to be fun. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed spending time with us because we enjoy spending time with you. If you did, make sure you hit that subscribe button or add the business and pleasure of flowers to your Google morning routine or your flash briefing on Alexa. We look forward to seeing you next week. So please come back and join us and discover how a bit of knowledge and one small change in your mindset can take you to new levels in your life and business.